I really believe we are living in the end times, in the last days. No one knows when Jesus will return, but he tells us that when the leaves come on the trees, we know winter is over. And the leaves that signal the end times are the wickedness. The wickedness that we see human beings doing. Television is filled with wickedness. At the Super Bowl halftime show, I I knew not to watch that because I never watch halftime shows. I didn't have the sound on, but I saw the beginning of the performance. I don't even know the name of the woman. But it was so extremely lewd. She just kept singing and rubbing her private parts. And the male dancers that were with her rubbed their rear ends and rubbed their private parts. It was so sexually lewd. I could not believe they were presenting something this bad. The audience went wild praising her. CNN praised her. Later, I saw a tiny little article appear on uh, my CNN website saying that the FCC, Federal Communications, have begun to investigate this because they've had so many complaints about this halftime show. So there's still some out there who have morality, understand Bible, see all of this going on and don't like it. But it's a part of the end times. So it doesn't do any good to get furious Just stay away from it. Know it's going to happen. Stay away from it. In March 2023, there was a trial, courtroom trial, of a lawyer from South Carolina, Alec Murdoch, accusing him of murdering his wife and 22-year-old son. As I watched the trial, I was really shocked. Normally, when I watch a trial, if I watch a trial, I have righteous indignation and I'm furious and I'm wanting to see them really get a strong sentence. This time, something happened. I watched the trial and I wasn't furious. I was sad, I was grieved to see the wasted lives, to see the family torn apart, to see a fourth-generation law firm destroyed. And I was simply grieved. What happened? Well, I think the thing that happened is God is saving me. You can get destroyed with your righteous indignation. Wrath is one of the sins. Wanting to see that person gets what's coming to him. That's one of the sins of the flesh. In your righteous indignation of wanting them punished, you forget what you were. None of us deserve salvation, did we? 
It was mercy of God. So we could destroy ourselves at the end time because of the sins that we have going on around us. Jesus told us that in Matthew 24, verses 12 and 13. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And I believe that's love of many for the word of God will wax cold. What's the use, you'll think? Or it will wax cold by your being so angry over the sins you see, over the terrible judgments in politics, over the lies you hear people tell, over the violence. That was one of the sins of the days of Noah. They had corrupted their way, and they were extremely violent. God says, I will destroy man. Genesis chapter 6. So you could, through your own righteous indignation and anger and wrath, slip away. Let's look at a few things which I hope will help us. We're going to see this iniquity around us. We're going to see it on television. It's there right now. We're going to see it in churches, apostate churches. Right now, churches everywhere have dropped scripture. There's a scripture in Matthew 5.32 where Jesus says a man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Is that what your church goes by? I've never seen any church go by that. There are many scriptures dropped out of churches and doctrines changed. That is the apostasy of the end times. All of the churches that do that will be destroyed and their followers will be destroyed. So we try at this point in time, conform yourself to what the Bible says. Make your opinions the same as God's opinions. But today we are just seeing incredible things. And the increase in the iniquity of today and the lack of integrity in human beings today simply shows us the return of Jesus is nearer. I was watching television the other day and a newsman was interviewing some expert on something And the newsman said, I just don't know why things are happening like they're happening today, where people go in and take a gun and kill elementary students and all this violence and stabbing on subways and all of these things they're doing. I don't know why it's happening today. And all these people that lie and then just openly tell, say, yes, it was a lie. I don't know how that can be happening. And the guest speaker that he was interviewing said, I don't know why it's happening. And they both just kind of sat there staring into space. I know why it's happening. Don't you know why it's happening? Because we are in the last days. We are approaching the return of Jesus. The wrath of God will come on this earth. 
The great tribulation is coming. And before we are removed from this earth, we will see many things, wars, pestilences. Personally, I think World War II is a part of the Great Tribulation. In Matthew 24, when Jesus speaks of, you'll see wars, don't let your heart be troubled. I believe it was part of it. I believe World War I was part of it because both of those wars affected the whole earth. He says we will see pestilences. Well, coronavirus? I've never seen anything like that. On March 11, 2020, I was watching uh, news, I think it was, or sports news or something. It was time for the March Madness Tournament, NCAA Basketball Tournament in the United States. I'm not a basketball fan, but I was just listening to what they were saying. Then all of a sudden they said, here is an announcement that we are not going to allow spectators into the stadium except for relatives of the players because of coronavirus. Within five minutes, there was another announcement. The whole tournament has been canceled. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Just in an instant, it all stopped. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Times Square, nobody was there. There were hardly any cars on the street in New York City. There were hardly any people on the sidewalks. I could not believe what I was seeing. It reminded me of Revelation 18, the fall of Babylon, when in one hour, this great city would be destroyed. I wouldn't have even had a glimpse of how that could happen, except for coronavirus. These things show us something. All of these waves of storms that God is sending on this earth, that's not part of the Great Tribulation, by the way. You can read about the Great Tribulation in Revelation 8, 9, and 16. But these storms that are just one after another hitting California, hitting Texas, all over the United States, doesn't that get your attention? Don't you stop and say, what's going on? You should say that. No, you should think, this is God. You should think. Wake up. This is warning us. That murder trial of Alex Murdaugh was on television, and I watched some of it, of the courtroom scenes. And I was shocked at myself. I was not furious. I was sad. Being furious and living in the wrath and holding wrath in your heart, and hatred in your heart. These are all things of the flesh, and you'll be destroyed if you do that, and keep doing it. No, I was sorry. I was sorry he destroyed his family. I was sorry he stole money. I was really sorry. I was sorry his life was so ungodly. For I'd rather see someone with a godly life. But keep yourself 
your righteous indignation could destroy you. Instead, just come away from the evil and don't go near it. God has really changed my heart on this. Luke chapter 9, and when Jesus' disciples, James and John, saw this thing, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did? But he, Jesus, turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Now I know I once lived in righteous indignation, and I wanted to see the wicked destroyed. Now I want to see them repent and be saved and live godly lives. I know most of them are going to be destroyed, but in my heart, I don't want that anymore. And there are some things that I just won't look at, and there are other things that I hear scriptures from time to time from the Holy Spirit saying, don't watch this program. So concerning wrath and vengeance and wanting to see them destroyed, look at this scripture, Romans 12. Maybe it will help you. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Those scriptures in Revelation where God brings his judgment and the angels say, You are just to bring this judgment. And they give praise to God. I've been in those a lot, and maybe that's changed me. I just know God will judge them and me. And so I need to get my life to line up with the word of God. And in case it's not, I need to make changes. So we read the Bible, lining ourselves up with the word of God. Proverbs gives great wisdom. We're going to go through every book of Proverbs. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Verse 21. Now, what is good? What God tells us. So we overcome evil this way through the word of God and lining ourselves up and getting our own life straight. Jesus tells us the days will get so bad toward the end of this world that no flesh would be saved except for the fact that the days will be shortened. Matthew 24, 21, 22. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. The fact that we are no longer furious over the sin, that doesn't mean we approve the sin. I don't go to barbecues with homosexuals and lesbians because I know what the Bible says. Romans chapter 1, verse 26, 27, 28. 
This is God's view of homosexuals and lesbians, so I have to make it my view. Line yourself up with the Bible. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Romans 1. That tells us God's view and what God did. My cleaning woman said, well, but what about those on television that say they were just born that way? God told me, Mark chapter 10, verse 6. In the beginning, God created them male and female. They didn't have any trouble telling which one was which. The baby is born today. Don't you look down to find out what it is? And yet they're trying to make it where they don't put the gender on a birth certificate, saying it's a boy or a girl, because they want to give it time to grow up to see if it is a homosexual or lesbian. This is crazy, crazy wickedness. But we want to save ourselves. We don't want to be destroyed with the wicked of the end time by our anger toward them or hatred toward them. So we have to deal with it correctly. We don't approve wickedness. We don't approve sin. We're not a friend of the world. A friend of the world is an enemy of God. That's in James 4.4. You learn what the Bible says and conform yourself to the Bible. This doesn't mean we have to fight them or do anything other than leave them alone, depart from them. One of our neighbors came to my house here in Colorado, and she's a tennis teacher. I had bought some of those little tennis armbands because I broke both wrists. And sometimes I wear tennis armbands to help support my wrist. And I have them hanging on my arms of my walker. And I bought some just beautiful colored ones that were all kinds of beautiful colors. Stripes of different colors. She came in my room, and she saw them, and she said to me, Oh, does this mean you support gays and lesbians? And I was so shocked. I had no idea that that's the flag of the lesbians or something, that rainbow color. And I said, I don't think so. And I took scripture and copied the scriptures. In Genesis 19 and Romans 1 and mailed them to her. 
and said, this is God's view of homosexuals and lesbians, and this is my view because I agree with God. This woman is a Catholic, so she would think she was a, is of God. I know several people who think they are of God and are homosexuals or lesbians. But each time I come across them, an opportunity is made for me to share the scripture, which gives them an opportunity to repent and be saved and go another way. And if someone at work says, what do you think about homosexuals and lesbians? Be sure to read the Bible to them. Don't just say, at our church, we don't believe that's the right thing to do. No, it's the church is not strong enough to save us. It doesn't save us. God saves us. The Word of God saves us. So it's not the church. It's what the Bible says. Plus, you're totally protected when you say, well, now this is what the Bible says. So this is what God thinks about it. And you quote it. And if you can't quote it, keep it with you so that you will have it somehow where you can quote it in case they ask you. That's what God showed me to do. It's not I who say this. It's the Bible. It's God who says this. And you read it to them. Romans chapter 1. Galatians chapter 5. These are sins of the flesh. This is how we know sin. Verses 19 through 21. Paul says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. If you have hatred in your heart, you might be destroyed. Even if it's hatred toward a homosexual or lesbian. Variance, which means to vary with another person, debating, arguing, striving. Emulation, trying to exalt yourself above other people. Wrath, which is wanting to see them get what you think is coming to them. Strife, seditions and heresies. All works of the flesh, which can destroy us. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings. That's partyings, uh, drunken parties, dope parties, this kind of thing. And such like, says Paul. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This has to be straightened up, even if you think you're doing it for a good cause. You can destroy yourself with your righteous indignation. Therefore, I suggest you turn to God and ask him to help you. And I would pray Psalm 51.10 over myself. I often do. 
Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Often when I'm out in the world and someone comes and talks to me and I brush against them, so to speak, and their wisdom and their thinking and their ideas, often I ask God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And within a matter of minutes, I'm so settled when I pray that, and I know God has done it. He created me. He is the one who's done the work. He has cleansed me. We keep our own flesh under the control of God by asking Him to help us and by following the ideas brought by the Spirit of God, which will produce the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which is in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22-23. This is not a one-time reading by any means. It is something that we pray often and have opportunities to actually exercise ourselves in godliness. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If we walk after our own ideas of the flesh, we can be condemned in our acts. But if we walk after the Spirit of God, there's no condemnation. So we follow the ideas brought by the Spirit of God, which are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. We overcome the evil that we see with the good that God brings to our mind, going that way and doing that way. Sometimes we come completely away from them. Sometimes we don't even go near them to begin with. The Holy Spirit must show you what to do. Commit yourself to God in prayer and ask Him to cleanse you of all unrighteousness and to renew a right spirit within you. And be not partaker of other men's sins. And don't try to approve them in their sin. Approve the things of God and the way of God written in the New Testament Bible. Now we'll read Proverbs chapter 7. Verse 1. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the table of thine heart. What would you say the apple of your eye is? The thing most precious to you.
that you look at, that you love, that you exalt. I would really hope for each of us that thing that is the apple of our eye is the Word of God. Heaven and earth pass away, but Jesus says, My word stands forever. Matthew 24. Proverbs 7, verse 4. Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and beheld among the simple ones I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets and lies in wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day I have prayed my vows. A religious person? Not really. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. So she has another man at her home, but he's out of town. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteneth to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. At the church I was attending many years ago, the Bible teacher of our singles class was a divorced man who had not remarried. He would from time to time call me at my house and I would hear in the background of the telephone call strange sounding sounds 
and I finally realized what I was hearing was a pinball machine and the sound that it makes when it strikes its object. He confessed to me that he was at a bar. I felt strongly that God gave me a way to get him free from bars. I didn't tell him to quit going to bars. I told him this. If you will sit down before you leave your house to go to the bar and write a teaching and send it to me, I believe God shows me that will break up your desire to go to bars. For about seven days, he actually did this. And then the letters quit coming. And when I asked him, he said, well, the problem I was having is that I was losing my desire to go to the bars. So I stopped writing the teachings and sending them to you. Sadly, at the end, I parted company from him completely and didn't go to his Bible class anymore because he admitted to me when I questioned him that he had picked up a woman and was having sex with her. He told me along the way that he said he was so excited because he was at the bar and a woman chose him. There were younger men and he was sort of a heavy set guy and these were even men that weighed less than he did and this woman chose him out of all those men. I I kind of groaned but should have picked up stronger even that this man was evil. Proverbs 7 verse 24 Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, the strange woman. Go not astray in her path, for she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.